Welcome to Unwritten Imaginings, where lazy authors talk about story ideas that they'll never get around to writing. New episodes every Sunday. Let us know if you use one of our ideas and we'll give your story a shout out in a subsequent episode. Share your favorite Unwritten Imaginings moment and gain an entry into our grand prize draw. I'm not sure where you would share it or how you would like communicate that to us given our, you know, complete and utter lack of social media presence. I guess you could email it, but that would be kind of a weird process to go through. Either way, uh, grand prize draw, not a real thing. Continue to say so with every episode, you know, just for legal repercussion reasons. Yeah. It's always possible that somebody could think we're being serious about that grand prize draw and then ask uh, when we're having it, and the answer is never. Or at least not in the foreseeable future. Also, at any time that you think we're being serious, just stop thinking that, because, you know, that's not what we're about here. <laughs> I'm not certain that every time, but like most times is probably safe. Yeah, like if you're thinking we're like being serious for more than like two minutes, it's probably not right. <laughs> that, that's a pretty fair way to go about things, yeah. <laughs> I think we can be, yeah, we're serious for maybe one or two minutes per episode. We'll let you decide which Not per episode. It's more like, you know, per time that we're being serious. In a couple of episodes, we're serious multiple times in a single episode. Yeah, those episodes are such downers. (laughs) Super downers. (laughs) Anyway, hi, I'm Matthew, author of Rune, Metagame, and a bunch of short story stuff that I'm still banging my head against because... You know, what else am I going to do with my time? Uh, And the answer is literally anything else, but we don't talk about that. Hi, my name is Eunice. I'm the author of Fantasia and Eternus Source. And, uh, you know, I don't write very much these days, but um, I swear I have legitimate excuses. (laughs) I see, I see. Okay, well, this week. This week, I've got something. It's a little bit unexpected. Ha um, In that... <laughs> exactly. I said haha because, you know, I say it's a little bit weird sometimes and then you, you get on my case about that, you know? It's always weird. But no. It's no. unexpected. Okay. In that, the way that magic works in this system is that it's sort of like a runic slash weaving system uh, where... The way that magic works is that it can only be anchored to living things. And you can create a thread, but it will never anchor to you and only anchor to other living beings. And then, using a number of these threads, with one side anchored to you and one side anchored to others, you create a number of different shapes in this weave of magic that creates whatever the spell or effect is that you want to come into existence. Okay. So one side is anchored to you. Yeah, but the the two anchor points cannot be on the same being. And it's not actually dependent on their physical position in relation to each other, right? It's more of a... I would say yes, it is actually dependent on their physical relation to each other. Oh, so if they want a spell to continue to get the same effect, they have to stay in the same relative position? That's awesome. Uh, I would imagine that some spells have, like, a sort of fire off and then they keep going for a while. But, like, at least for the creation process, yeah, you're just going to need to 
be in the same place. Or at least in the same relative position. Because you could totally be, like, inside of a car weaving a spell between the two of you. That would be fine. Yeah, that's, that's what I said. I said relative position. Uh, okay, I mean, that, that seems terribly inconvenient, but, you know... Sucks to be our characters. <laughs> Sucks to be a character, I guess. Except that they have access to literal magic, so maybe not. Sucks to be our characters. I don't know, man. Because if you know, if magic exists, it kind of like precludes the invention of certain other types of technology that might be more convenient in the end. I don't think I agree. But that's just looking at the way that technology worked in our past. Yeah. Okay, is it literal weaving or more of a magical mind kind? I would say that it's not physical, but it is literal weaving. Does it involve, like, moving your hands around? Or is it more like, if you have good... Well, your hands are interesting in that, like, you can use them to create anchor points that are not related to... Your torso. <laughs> okay. There's some weird cat's cradle nonsense going on here. Exactly! Uh, oh, man. So, like, you know, there's, like, advanced spells where you have to, like, start with this configuration. Then you guys gotta, like, play Twister Twist with the entire formation <laughs> by, like, moving around. <laughs> to get the cat's cradle. Yeah. Position number two. And then we'll... All right, we have the crane lift for the person. <laughs> okay, now I'm just imagining two people doing interpretive dancing. <laughs> but, and the interpretive dance is uh, very, you know, complicated in such a way where it brings the uh, right shapes into the right alignments to uh, cast the whole thing. And then, you know, it's like, oh, well, the timing is, like, very important, so, like... Let's set it to music in order to get it exactly the same every time. <laughs> and now we've the created magical interpretive dancing. <laughs> and the pre-woven <laughs> stuff between them is just like popping off in parts as they do the dance, you know? As it's supposed to. And then, exactly. you know, like, you can't really see the magical threads. So as far as anyone else can tell, it's just, you're just dancing. <laughs> I would say that you definitely can see the magical threads. Okay. But, like, you need to be looking for them. It's, I think, where I would end up. It's like, if you're just, like, wandering around, you're not going to see the magical threads, but if you, like, focus in, you could definitely see them. Okay. Well, can they, like, can you, like, trip over them, or no? Mm, No. I don't think that would make sense. Okay. Plus, it's much funnier if, like, one of you, the anchor points for your weave can move through it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Because otherwise, you know, people could get seriously tangled. And that'd be dangerous. And then they get stuck. <laughs> Especially if they accidentally created spell forms out of some of the <laughs> weaving. Okay, so you can't get tangled. No tangling. We're not going to be that mean to the character. You could be. You could get it tangled, but you'd have to go to greater lengths than just tripping. You'd have to tangle it on purpose. Or by accident, or somebody could make you do it, but it's unlikely to happen just randomly. Okay, well, I mean, you know, we got our spell weavers. I assume 
you know, they have people that they prefer to work with that they know because this seems like... <laughs> it wouldn't cool. make any sense otherwise. <laughs> a very cooperative activity to get it right. And, you know, if you get it wrong, there's probably consequences that aren't great. I mean, I would think that if you just get it wrong in, like, a benign way, it just sort of works as um, a layer that you can't touch until the magic threads finally disperse enough that they fall apart. But, you know, you could theoretically get it wrong in an extremely destructive way. I suppose, you know, there are certain spells that don't need very much precision, and then there are certain ones like, you better have your crap together! Or, you know, you, you're not going to survive this dance. <laughs> you have a measurement. You have a measurement tool for a reason. And you're going to use it. Or we're all going to die. Some spells are very much like, you know, freestyle it, whatevs. And some it's like, no, we're going to draw a grid on the ground and uh, put it on music with like a... We have, we have created a ground compass where this one person will be anchored to a point in the middle and then carry this rope and then walk around in a big circle that's very well marked. So they have magic circles, but they're not actually required for the spell. It's just so for the people can stand on them without, like, so they know how not to screw it up. Well, I mean, it doesn't need to be a circle per se. It's just that, like, it happens to be that a, a circle is one of those configurations where you can send a thread to almost anywhere without, you know, having an issue? Yeah. I mean, if you have, a th you know, threads of constant length, you're going to end up with a lot of circles. I think that makes sense, but I'm not entirely sure. You know, arcs of radius length of thread. That seems to make sense, and uh, frankly, I don't want to investigate it right now in my sleep to probably say. Anyway, uh, we're going to continue. Um, so, threads. Threads. Like, long-term ritual magic, um, and more specifically, long-term ritual magic that, like, takes a lot of very specific learning to use it to its most effective level. Yeah. You know, everybody goes into their dance college for four years. It's not just dance. <laughs> I'm calling it dance college and you can't stop me. It's more of a weaver's college, if anything. Shh. <laughs> I'm dumbing it down to dance college and you can't stop me. <laughs> There's probably like a dance track, but it's mostly a weaver's college. Whatever. Cat's Cradle is not weaving. <laughs> I mean, it's a lot more complicated than Cat's Cradle, because you could have, like, a part of the pattern that literally requires you to have a part that's, like, you know, would be airtight if you brought it into the real world. Well, then you'd have to have, like, actual, like, you'd have to have people, like, be the, the You'd only need three people for that. The anchoring edges, and then you'd need someone to be the shuttle, and, and <laughs> it would be confusing. Well, I was thinking that, like, you can direct the other end of it. It just doesn't, like, solidify into a, a thing that's legitimate use for magic until it is anchored to on both sides. I mean... At which point it tightens. Well, I, 
I bet for some spells, they actually get people to, like, do their best human approximation of a loom. <laughs> and they're yeah. just, like, they just gotta, like, stay in that position, unmoving for however many hours it takes to weave the spell. <laughs> well, I mean, that's what chairs are for, right? <laughs> I don't I don't know which configuration you need to stand in to be most like a loom. Some people, I mean, it would essentially be you would need a bunch of uh, chairs to do the like up and down movement thing. You know, or maybe, you know, beds that tilt and elevate and stuff. Platforms. You know? Maybe some of it is like dance, and some of it is like, I'm just gonna sit on this platform and get moved around. <laughs> the dance is for, like, using prepared spells more than it's for anything else. I feel like the, well, like, if you're just gonna be, like, physically moved around by, like, a big machine, that would be for a really big plant spell. Yeah, yeah. What, I, what I'm talking about is, like, you, you keep talking about the dance, and, like, that's more of, like, a you prepare a spell in advance, and then you do the dance to cast them in the specific order that you need. Well, yeah. Although, I will say that this would bring a whole new terrifying dimension to flash mobs. <laughs> yeah, that's, a, you know, it could be a terrorist attack. You don't know. They're <laughs> the probably illegal. Flash mob. They're probably probably spontaneous dancing in public without a permit is is strictly regulated. <laughs> I don't know about strictly regulated, but extremely suspect. It's like the you know equivalent of just like like holding a firearm in public. That's well, you know, the United States exists. Not in this world, it doesn't. <laughs> yeah, but what I'm saying is... And not in any universe that I'm involved in creating. <laughs> okay, I'm just saying that, like... You We're know, not writing... Carrying a firearm in public is not something that every country is necessarily going to be against. We're not writing dumpster fires of stupid civilizations, okay? <laughs> I'm against that because fantasy is where I go to relax from the dumpster fire that is the world. <laughs> I see, I see. Okay. <laughs> so, so flash dance is, in fact, regulated. But I think if you're good enough at your interpretive dancing magic, you know, like, certain principles, like, if I twist it here, it'll do this. And you and your partner know each other well. You can come up with things pretty on the fly as long as you both agree. Well, I mean, the entire system here is based on like relative position. And as soon as your relative position is the exact one that you've planned for, like it's going to make the connection. It's going to be the yeah. right shape to cast the magic. That magic yeah. is going to cast, burning out that part of the uh, mandala. So it's actually it's not like a thing where specific motions necessarily mean anything so much as a system where you plan in such a way that like certain specific motions will only do things if you're in certain relative position to each other well yeah but it's like you know it's if a very you, complicated if you, system if you spin around each other it'll twist this thread like that and then yeah yeah so well, like, you like what i'm saying is that you would have set it up to do that I mean, that was just that would just be how magic works. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but like you could definitely do things on the fly, like 
in terms of like let's say oh my god now I'm just imagining like people like dueling each other but it's like it looks like a dance battle (laughs) (laughs) you've prepared a bunch of spells and each side (laughs) each side is like calling out entire like like groups of moves by a title (laughs) picking each other up and spinning and just (laughs) the other side's like tap dancing or whatever (laughs) no we were planning to go one way with this but this is just going completely off the rails yep this is going on a comedy inside Uh, I don't know about a comedy but you could definitely do like an interesting musical with this (laughs) in world numbers and then, you know, like, you're trying to, like, read what the other side's doing based on, like, what, you know, how they're dancing and, like, But a lot of the time that. it's difficult because they prepare to move where they connect a new thread in the middle of the dance that actually activates the spell. <laughs> yeah, and, you know, like, there's multiple um, maneuvers you can do to get the same twist of the thread, right? Oh, so, yeah. So, like... Every every group has its own style. <laughs> this is so funny. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. No, no, no. Okay, we gotta have a plot. We can't just come up with really hilarious scenes all day, which is what I wanted to do. <laughs> you know, it's technically oh. weaving magic, but, you know, for practical purposes, <laughs> it's dance battle magic. Dance battles! Oh man! Oh man! And I bet there's like, uh, like, like actual, like dance battles where people duel for the crowd's entertainment, and then you know they play really loud music and have flashing. Well, you're lights. gonna have to have at least two people on each side, so. Yeah, dance battle! No, they have dance crews. <laughs> exactly, it's a dance crew like face off. Well, Just that's yeah. how you do. Except like duels, they're not just trying to exist. yeah they're not just trying to look cooler they have to like I don't know like destroy the targets on the other side of the <laughs> arena <laughs> so they need to like actively build the spell after the after the uh, crew battle has been uh, you know begun yeah and then like they're casting they get to cast spells and they can move their own targets with their spells like no one's allowed touching the targets physically. <laughs> So they can move their own, and then they can launch attacks against the other targets. <laughs> Everyone's just dancing like crazy. Oh my god. Uh, this would be the best sport ever. I would watch that so much. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna be honest, it does sound like awesome to watch. <laughs> oh man. Well, this is way better than the episode where we made a magical sport on purpose. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> so, so I'm really tempted to just lean into this uh, now that we've gone here and like okay. full on just make our story about one of these dance crews. Yeah, and their rise to second place because that's how we roll. Because that's how stories work. Um. Oh man. Okay. They maybe they have a new style of dance that no one thinks is cool. <laughs> hmm. But it's extremely effective. 
Oh, it's like super understated compared to like every other kind of dance. Or maybe it just looks lame. Maybe it's too efficient. Well, yeah, that's what I was saying. Like it's super understated compared to like pretty much every other kind of dance. And they keep getting points off on uh, style, but you know. But they keep winning. They keep winning entirely on effectiveness. Maybe they hire someone to make them look cool. Exactly. Without compromising their efficiency. There we go. There we go. Okay. Hey, so you get a, a, a team that's mainly robot, robots interested in efficiency, and then you introduce some kind of jazz hands person. <laughs> some kind of chaotic element. <laughs> and, and you go, go! And then they, uh, you know... Have some. It's like, come on, come on! Are any of you gonna get your feet off the ground? It's just like even like I don't know. Even like it would be like even when the 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 person tries to make them do something that's supposed to be cool, like like a triple backflip or whatever, they do it with such like robotic precision that it somehow looks boring. You're like, can you make it look like that was hard for you or <laughs> something? <laughs> and they're like, what do you mean? <laughs> like, you want to show off, and you're landing. It was just kind of a landing. Like, you need to, like, bounce around a little bit after you do it, you know? Show that you're happy to have landed that. But I'm not. I, I've landed that four yeah. times in the past four practices. Yeah, it's, it's for show. <laughs> Make it look hard, and they're like, but it's not. And it's like... Well, I guess, okay, let's make it harder. <laughs> they keep the kicking way. up the difficulty until the people literally can't make it anymore. And then it's like, okay, so you've figured out what it's like if something is hard now. Now, I want you guys to act like that while we yeah. do the other stuff. But it's like, but those ones aren't hard. <laughs> <laughs> Screaming internally. They're just like, okay, okay. A new strategy. We're trying let's to make just, you showy. Let's just have you guys go into competitions completely exhausted. Then it might look like, you know, you're trying. <laughs> no, because, like, going in exhausted would also, you know, cause losses in efficiency, which I don't think this group would stand for. Well, I mean, it's just like... I, maybe, oh, wait, wait, wait. I've got it. Okay, we're going to hire two new dancers to draw attention away. <laughs> They're only sometimes going to be involved in actual spells, but... Uh, there's two dancers who are, like, not actually involved in any of the thread anchoring who are just there not to most add. of the thread anchoring. <laughs> Occasionally they get an anchor when there's, like, something super weird that needs to get done. But mostly, yeah, just no. Although, you could do an interesting thing with them. Where, because they move around so much in the rest of the group, uh, their job becomes adding threads to the to the uh, thing mid-performance. <laughs> sneak threads. Exactly. Or, like... Also, sneak threads would mean that you could add threads that would, like, get in the way of earlier uh, motions in the middle of it, so that you can cast spells later that you would never be able to, like, actually stack in place. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, you know, it's it's actually useful to have two dancers who are not usually thread anchors. You know? And then, the you know, the choreographer 
you know, eventually gets our robotic characters to, you know, just consider audience enjoyment as a factor that impacts efficiency. <laughs> like, no, it's a, a poor it's like, you're trying to win, right? This metric is involved in you winning. And they're like, oh, we got to put it into the algorithm. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so each... And then they start, like, categorizing their moves into, like... Like, they, they give it a point rating for, like how exciting it is for the audience and then they're like yeah each dance needs to have at least a point total of 100 and they're like oh <laughs> <laughs> you bunch of flipping robots <laughs> they're just oh man uh, calculating their way into it being entertaining <laughs> Technically a thing that people in real life do, but a lot of weirdness. Yep. And, uh, you know, uh, the other teams are trying to sabotage them, because that's what other teams do. I don't know about sabotage them, but, like, trying to keep up with, like, flashier and flashier moves to get more and more ahead on the uh, fancy side without really improving their casting at all. Or, like, maybe the other teams thought they actually weren't very athletic because they didn't move very much during their early rounds. <laughs> and I was like, no, no, no. It's not that I can't do backflips or whatever. It's just that I don't need to to win. And then... <laughs> As the other teams step up their game, so does this one. Yeah, they're like, yeah. They're like, what? Who taught you how to... What? So apparently we're dealing with, like, a medium fish in a small pond. That then moves up to a, to a, you know, medium fish in a big pond. And then, you know, you can just make it more ridiculous. It's like, is that a trapeze? (laughs) 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 What do you mean you require a crane for your performance? (laughs) Like, why is that platform so high in the air? (laughs) What's this I'm hearing about three police? (laughs) Oh my god, they should do a pulley choreography where they're all suspended, but like, their relative weights on each other. <laughs> Which they can modify with some of the spells in their arsenal. <laughs> yeah! Oh man. And then they're, uh, but with the pulleys, they can actually be just a big loom. <laughs> oh man. Which their choreographer has to talk them out of. <laughs> and it's like, oh yeah, and also it's like, and you have to cast these spells that just send that just send off pretty lights. It has nothing to do with winning the game, but the audience likes it. No, it definitely has something to do with winning the game. It just doesn't have anything to do with the stated objective. But, you know, like, the choreographer sells it like, what you're actually doing is blinding your opponents to the movement of your thread for three seconds so you can sneak that extra hidden thread in without them noticing. And they're like, oh, very, mm, okay. You come up with brilliant plans, choreographer. Very sneaky. You just gotta sell it as efficient, you know? <laughs> oh man. And then it's Bunch like, of people who are good at dance but terrible at choreography learn to be humans. 
Maybe, like, this is, like, the tenth choreographer that has, you know, tried working with the team. And none of the other- all the other ones just gave up and left. I see, I see. So, yeah. Maybe the arena is hiring the choreographers, because they're like, yeah, so this team, like, keeps winning, so we can't, like, kick them, but, like, nobody likes them, so we <laughs> can't fix them. Nobody <laughs> likes them, and we have to minimize the amount of matches they're in, because they just win, and that's it, and it's boring. Everyone boos, and, like, we can't sell tickets whenever anyone sees them on the match board. Like... <laughs> Until they lose, and then... We get a one-time boost of sales for the other team. <laughs> but it's, they, it's like, yeah, we keep we keep trying to rig it so that they lose, but even with like a rigged game, they win a lot. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Okay, okay, I enjoy this. And then you know, they they learn to appreciate each other for people. As people do, because friendship! <laughs> it's a very powerful friendship, you know. Uh, let's show off to everybody and be awesome uh, thing. And honestly, who doesn't like the power of friendship, okay? People are like, oh, the power of friendship. That's, that's kitty stuff. And I'm just like, you know what? You get some friends and then come back to me. <laughs> that's harsh. <laughs> Is it, though? I mean... It's not wrong. People who poo-poo on friendship usually need more friends. <laughs> Suggestion. Uh, if you if you can uh, swing it somehow, get more friends. It's a nice state of being. Well, but, but quality over quantity, I always say. Get, yeah, one good friend better than many loser friends. Good friends. Sure. Yeah. But, you know. Get a, a amount of friends that you find satisfactory in your life, which varies from person to person. And probably isn't zero, given that by you listening to this, I suspect you're human. Yeah. It's definitely not zero, because like, I'm like three quarters robot, and you know, I have five friend slots. Okay. <laughs> They're not always full, but I have five slots. <laughs> oh, okay. And when I say they're not always full, I mean they're never full. Um. Mm. I see, I see. <laughs> Quite the complicated process you have there. Either way, um, our conflict is mainly our main characters kind of suck and they need to get better at stuff. You know, it's all about learning that there are more variables in life that are important than you might put into your algorithm at first. Which is a that is not that... how literally anyone but you would phrase that. I'm just gonna put that out there. Um, again, these robot characters are self inserts for me. <laughs> this is a life lesson that I have learned over the years. And if you really want to have fun with it, make them all hot guys. <laughs> well, I mean, obviously they're really hot. Like that was implied. It was? At what point? Emotionless efficiency machines are always hot for the edginess. <laughs> Alright, so we're just gonna skip right past that. Um, <laughs> what? Okay. That's um, the thing I don't even want to address. It's like you've never watched a shoujo anime ever. 
<laughs> no, I definitely have. And, like, when there's a one of them, they can be hot. But, like, when you get, like, four to six of them, it starts to be a little bit creepy. And well, we're just I gonna mean, skip that's that. That's how I do it. Because I like to make things creepy. I'm gonna be honest, this is a perfect setup for a reverse horror anime. Yes. <laughs> Because, you know, they obviously couldn't just fall in love with the choreo. And exactly. <laughs> Ta-da! Reverse harem! <laughs> Remember, guys, the rule is, in a harem, they all have to have different color hair, unless there's a pair of twins. Obviously, they have to twins. <laughs> <laughs> I hurt. Okay. Unless there's a pair of twins. Like, you know what? Sure. Okay. <laughs> you do, yeah, if you really can't describe them, if you can't describe them with their trope and hair color variant, what else are you doing with your life? You're not even. It sounds like you don't even do anime at all. Um. Anyway. I mean, if you're gonna go stereotype, you better stereotype hard. So, like, if anybody criticizes you about it, you can just claim that you're parodying the genre. Um. <laughs> so ineffectually as to be a member of that genre, but don't worry about it. You know, I mean, you know, some things are just so ridiculous that you can't really parody them. I think I disagree, but it's hard to, like, put a finger on why. I mean... I mean, uh, difficult to, but impossible to, I don't think. Yeah, I mean, I think you just said hard to. Some people say that there are genres that are impossible to parody, and I think that that's false. It's just... I mean, you know, like, when people try and, like, parody certain ridiculousnesses of, of the United States, it just falls flat, because, like, no, that could happen. And See, I've seen happen. people try to parody the United States and then, like, come up with something that's actually... Not as bad as the current United States is. Yeah. Which is <laughs> always a moment. Yeah, you're like, actually, the reality is more extreme than what you're uh, doing here. Ah ha ha, funny, fun. Oh, oh no, that's sad. Very oh. funny. Uh huh, oh. Anyway. Now I'm um, depressed. <laughs> I don't really think we need to develop anything else, right? I mean, I we could decide what magic can do. I would say pretty much anything, but it depends on how much space you have. And like, I don't know. The disallowances are time travel, resurrection. <laughs> Does it require power to activate the spells or just create the threads? I would say it takes some power to create the thread, but the activation of the spells is just automatic. It's free. You get a free activation with your thread. You know? I mean, okay. the the thread's not free. Yeah. So. Okay. Oh, oh, I, oh, just to make it more like hot guy realism, the more fit you are, the more threads you can generate without getting exhausted. <laughs> I mean, there, there's a practice element as well, but, you know, it's, uh, you know, physical strength and, and fitness. Yeah. does play into the amount of thread that you can create. Okay, so it's not unreasonable for them to all be hot, okay? We're not just being shallow. <laughs> Actually, this is even funnier, because it means that all of your dance groups are pretty much going to be only hot people. Well, yeah. 
And well, even if it wasn't for that, like this is an entertainment industry, man. Like, I mean, it helps obviously, but like not all. Like sometimes you have someone who's fairly normal, but no, not anymore. No, uh, uh, uh. you gotta, you gotta be able to do backflips, and you gotta be in the best shape of your life. <laughs> Just make all of your characters painfully attractive, including the villains. Are there villains? I mean, I don't know about villains, but, like, opponents, certainly. Yeah. You know, have some people who are, like, They're so... Like, they're annoyingly good-looking. It's like, I actually physically get annoyed when I look at them. (laughs) (laughs) I see, I see. It's like... (laughs) You know? (laughs) You're hot, but, like, gross? It's like, you're so hot that it's, like, too much. It's too much. (laughs) (laughs) All right, all right. Because, you know, parody. Um. Uh, I don't don't think we have anything else that we need to make about the system. Seems fairly fleshed out in a short period. You know, it would be... I think you could write some fun, fun adventures. You know, you could... Focus on the wider world and the greater applications of weaving magic, or you could just focus in on this dance battle thing, and frankly, of the two, I know which one I would do at this point. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, you know, you could put some themes in there with the understanding, you know, other people and their points of, of the world. And you the have themes of, of connection, of the tightening of bonds. And, and you know... Trying to understand people instead of dismissing them as crazy or dumb. Because diversity! Yay! Diversity <laughs> of thought, especially. Yeah, not of hotness. We want everyone to be very hot. Just Universally hot. <laughs> like, in different ways. <laughs> oh, so I guess that's still diverse. Not level go. of hotness, just like their style of hotness. That's variable. <laughs> We bought them out at a 9 out of 10, but, like, you know, they look yeah. different. <laughs> yeah. And they had different hair colors, as we've established, except for the pair of twins. <laughs> All right. Okay. Well, if you like this story, write it and email us at uh, listeners at unwrittenimaginings.com. And, you know, definitely focus on the dance battle part. Do if it. you hated this story, I mean, good for you. Uh... The email no. address is still the same, but I don't know if we want to hear from that. No, especially not this one. This is an objectively awesome idea with high commercial viability. I can feel it. <laughs> if you can get like an animation budget, that's kind of important for this one, unfortunately. No, 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 I, no. I mean, you I guess have... you could write it, right? Yeah. But You have to write it in a very visual style, which I tend to it's do. It's still pretty but... difficult. To do effectively, at least. You know, maybe, like, do it light novel style with a couple of accompanying illustrations. That, honestly, might work really well. You know, just make sure your artist is talented enough to make everyone super hot. (laughs) There we go. Okay. Okay. If if you want to be a guest on our show, guess at unimaginings.com. And then, you know, subscribe and share and things. You know, read us on whatever platform you listen to us on. That would be greatly appreciated because it would get us in front of more viewers. Do the things, and but don't enter our grand prize draw. 
It's not a real grand prize draw, so I mean, feel free to enter if you want. Just don't expect to get anything. Okay. And we'll see you next week. See you next week. Thanks for listening.